Welcome to Talk Purpose and Truth with Eden and Kim, shifting you into higher consciousness. The show that elevates, uplifts, and encourages listeners to grow, heal, awaken, and evolve. Eden and Kim include bold topics, special interviews with inspiring guests, intuitive readings, channeled messages from beyond, including celebrities, hot topics to expand your awareness, and time for questions from the audience. Tune in for unprecedented truth, authenticity, on-purpose discussions, and magical moments. everybody and welcome talk purpose and truth hey Eden hi Kim how are you I'm awesome (laughs) I'm excited I am in an awesome mood so excited to get started and we have a once in a while we bring on a guest co-host and so I have a dear friend of mine for years and years now that is our guest Mm co-host Buddy Sampson and um, he is multi-talented. He actually was on one of my web series years ago. And I was on his radio show a couple of years ago doing a tribute to Prince. Um, so we've done a few different spots together. That was pretty cool. Um, but welcome, buddy. Thank you. And uh, Kim Summers-Eccles, in case you don't know, has a couple of books out. And she's actually one of the most dynamic speakers and inspirational speakers that you can possibly meet. So I'm honored to be on the show. You know, thanks oh, for having thank me, you. Kim. And thanks for having Daphne. And of course, everyone remembers Daphne Maxwell-Reed as an iconic TV mom of the 1990s from her three seasons as Aunt Vivian on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And Daphne couldn't be more excited when the cast of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air reunited 30 years later for unscripted reunion special airing on HBO Match at Thanksgiving. She also stars in The Business of Christmas, which aired on Netflix on December the 1st of last year, currently on Amazon Prime Video. These days, Reed is a Renaissance woman, respected artist and designer and education (laughs) activist. Working from her home in Virginia, she's still happily married to pioneering television actor, producer, writer, director, Tim Reed, who you may know from WKRP in Cincinnati, Frank Pace and Sister Sister. Daphne Maxwell Reed is living proof that a passion for creativity and a dedication to hard work can ensure a lifetime's worth of success. And breaking new barriers is nothing new for Reed because decades ago, she became the first African-American homecoming queen at Northwestern University. And shortly thereafter, one of the first African-American women to appear on the cover of Glamour magazine. Now she's added to her publishing resume with her first cookbook, Grace, Soul, and Mother Wit, which offers her favorite recipe spiced with personal memories and reflections from her life and travels. Reed has also been a seamstress for much of her life, creating many of her own outfits and costumes as a young actress and model, and now has developed those skills into an exclusive custom clothing line called Daphne Style, making Chinese silk brocade jackets that are wearable works of art. She also keeps busy as a spokesperson for Virginia State University, a historically black college university at HBCU, doing outreach, public relations, and speaking engagements that allow her to preach the importance of education and career prep for students of color. A thoughtful, inspiring, and fascinating professional with over five years, five decades rather, of experience, Daphne Maxwell-Reed continues to demonstrate that mastering a new skill is always possible for an artist with a generous spirit and self-determination. Welcome, Daphne, to our show. We're glad to have you. 
And thanks for all your accomplishments and everything you do. Thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule. Well, thank you very much for having me on your show. And I guess I'm finished. You've done it all. (laughs) (laughs) I know. We don't even have to interview you. (laughs) You got it it all. It was all right. Okay. (laughs) See you later. (laughs) We, We need to go. We need to go deeper. We need to know more. We want to know how we can be more like you. Oh, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> well, I I want to say that I I saw your recent article in the Scoop LA, which is Buddy's newspaper, been around since the 60s. And I am one of the writers of the Scoop LA. I'm honored to have written for many years for that newspaper and um, have worked with Buddy in many ways since then. And your article was great. And I grew up watching the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and I'm a big fan. So I feel very honored to be here with you, Daphne. Thank you so much. Thank you. So how did you get started in acting? Oh, it was a fluke. It was just a progression of being in the right place at the right time and being prepared. Um, I was acting in high school off Broadway and uh, in a group called the Group Theater Workshop that bloomed into the Negro Ensemble Company after I left and went to college. But uh, I had learned some skills there. I had not set out to be an actress. I didn't see any examples of somebody making a living doing that if they were black women. So I never considered it. So I went to college to be a teacher and uh, realized I didn't want to do that either. So (laughs) I studied interior design and architecture and started modeling. I was discovered uh, from an article that Seventeen Magazine did on real girls who had accomplished something. They had a the large format magazine in the 60s, and uh, I was featured on a full page of that because I had gotten a National Merit Scholarship to Northwestern. And um, <clears throat> that was my first modeling gig. And Eileen Ford, who was the leading um, model agent in New York at the time, uh, saw the picture and asked me to register with her. I didn't think much about it. I said, okay, yeah, why not? I'm at school in Chicago, lady, do you know? Um, but didn't matter because at that time I could fly between New York and Chicago on United Airlines round trip for $25. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> no. student fair. They had a student fair and that was it. So I was flying back and forth between New York and Chicago and had quite a prolific editorial modeling career. I am not a model. I'm not a high fashion girl. (laughs) I have freckles and they consider those to be um, blemishes. So I didn't do any makeup or anything fancy like that. But I did a lot of editorial stuff, fashion and hair stuff. And um, all of a sudden, I did one little call to New York, sit on the window, uh, just put this red uh, turtleneck on in this jacket and uh, pull your hair over to the side, put on a little lip gloss and some uh, mascara. Just sit there on the window. Guy came in. I don't think he shot a whole roll of film. <laughs> and I was back to school again. And uh, a couple of months later, I walked by the newsstand and I saw my face on the cover of Glamour magazine oh from my that God. day. 
<laughs> all being in the right place at the right time. It was my time. I have the blessings. I accept the blessings. I honor the blessings. But I continued to model <clears throat> in Chicago after I graduated. And while doing commercials and other uh, modeling stuff in Chicago, this guy came to town to shoot a television series. Now, this is a long answer. I'm sorry, buddy. This no, is a long no, answer no, to get no. Oh, it's interesting. So keep going. <laughs> So it was Robert Conrad. And if anybody wow. has Robert Conrad from the original Wild Wild West. Yes. And uh, you can't knock this battery off my shoulder. Big tough guy. <laughs> um, he cast me in a series that he was doing in Chicago called The Duke. Mm -hmm. And we became buddies. For some reason, he had some connection to Northwestern University. And I never did find out what connection he had. But he used to call me Queenie because I had been uh, Northwestern's first black homecoming queen. Mm -hmm. And he hand wrote me into the script. So it wasn't <laughs> like, okay, she's auditioned and gotten this job. It was, she's auditioned and he likes her and he's putting her in this show. Mm. So that was my first series. And then after a couple of years, I went to uh, Los Angeles. And of course I looked up Robert Conrad when I got there. And I said, well, I've just jumped into the big pond here. What's going on? And he says, oh, good, you're in town. I have this part for you on this show I'm shooting called A Man Called Sloan. I said, <laughs> okay. And uh, I got an agent right away. And then my career happened. <laughs> wow. Okay. So how did, that lead up, how did that lead up to Fresh Prince and Bel-Air? Oh, it was 30 years before it got to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> that was in the 90s. And uh, I had done a lot of series television before that. Uh, guest starred on WKRP in Cincinnati with my uh, soon-to-be husband, Tim Reed. And uh, after that, Simon and Simon, and then Frank's Place. And then we did a show called Snoops. Then we did a talk show in Baltimore, 76 episodes of a talk show called The Tim and Daphne Show. And then we were pooped <laughs> and we were going to move to Virginia. And um, they asked me to audition for a little sitcom they were getting ready to do that starred a rap artist. I said, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'm going east. I taking a break. Well, I saw that show when it came on later that fall and it was such a cute show. So as the blessings would flow, three years later, I got a call from my agent. Uh, we have an audition for you for Aunt Vivian and the Fresh Prince. And I said, before I hung up the phone, I got on a plane. I mean, I was <laughs> <laughs> So I spent a couple of weeks in L.A. auditioning, and by about the third audition, I got to work with James Avery in the audition. And I guess our chemistry, I, I just hit it off with a guy. I love the guy. Mm. And uh, our chemistry, I guess, worked because they selected me to play the part. And what happened to the uh, original Aunt Viv? I haven't a clue. Oh, Yeah. Okay. I never knew. I asked once and they said, we won't talk about it. I said, thank you very much. I won't either. It yeah. was because it was meant for you. <laughs> it seems like it was from the beginning. 
Yeah. Mm, no, she did a very good job of the first three years, but she was a totally different character than I was. Yeah. Yeah. He, he just he wanted was. you in the beginning, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think he did, but <laughs> <laughs> I had to fight my way to get that part. I had to fight 200 other women to get that part oh, wow. the second time around. So okay. it was just general casting. And you were in the, in the right place at the right time, evidently, right because I'm uh, and prepared I'm for you. Um, I wanted to ask you: you, you recently did the uh, the uh, reunion show. Like since we did the interview last, you you did the reunion show, and uh, it was a fantastic show. By the way, it was um, a fantastic event. Uh, it was it was the gem of 2020 for me. Yeah. I thought, it was, what, what was it like uh, um, doing the reunion with all your cast members that you like had such a camaraderie with? Well, we've all been in touch over the years, uh, but it was the first time we were going to all be in the same place at the same time. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a surprise for us as well, because when they emailed us and asked, did we want to participate? Like, I'm going to say no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they said, okay. Don't say anything to anybody. This is what's going to happen. We're flying you to um, Los Angeles. We're putting each of you in a separate hotel so that you don't reunionize before we get on set. (laughs) (laughs) And then they treated us like kings and queens. It was just amazing. Mm. And we got on set. They have so many protocols now for shooting. So we were totally engrossed in the protocols of the COVID and we were all tested and quarantined and, and all that stuff. And the set was, everybody was masked and shielded and there was places they couldn't be when we were unmasked. It was all very rigidly controlled, but as soon as we got to set, it was an actual family reunion. Mm. We were so excited about seeing everybody. And it showed on camera, too. I mean, it was just a a very touching reunion. Very special. So I heard rumors. Mm -hmm. Kim, I I think, heard the rumor as well. Um, Is there going to be a reboot? (laughs) There is a sort of reboot of The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but it is a dramatic version Mm-hmm. And it is something that Will is producing with a young um, creator that he found who did just like a spec strip of um, Fresh Prince as a drama. So okay. I can't wait to see it. It's It got wow. picked up, I guess. They're doing it for the Peacock Network. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know that show was, uh, it was pretty much like a drama already. It was yeah, pretty dramatic. We laughed a lot. We told oh, yeah. stories, but we laughed a lot. <laughs> we couched all that dramatic stuff in humor. Yeah. Now, you, but, I'm sorry. You go first. ahead. <laughs> uh, you have a cookbook that's out now called. I Grace. do. I do. I do. Tell us about the cookbook and what inspired that cookbook. Well, it's a mini memoir. And it, it has all sorts of things uh, that my mother taught me and it's growing up in New York city and how much more do you need? (laughs) (laughs) And um, it really is 
just a journey through my life and my relationship to food because my mother was a great cook. I mean, she wasn't a chef or anything, but she cooked with love. Hmm. And when we all sat down at the table to eat, it was like having communion. And I consider serving a meal and eating it in a group at a table communion. So I'm trying to encourage people to start traditions of communion at their own home Mm -hmm. and to get back to cooking again, because this eating out stuff got curtailed by COVID, but also it's, you know, come on. (laughs) And if you can't cook, I teach you how. So it's a book full of instructions. And the the title is Grace, Soul, and Mother Wit. Mm -hmm. And Grace is what you say when you sit down to the table, Mm -hmm. but it's also the way I hopefully have lived my life with grace. Mm -hmm. Um, Soul is just an honor my community of soulful folk. And um, mother wit, it's just common sense. So there's a lot of that in here too. And fun recipes from people that I've worked with, uh, people that I've journeyed with. Mm-hmm. And lots of home remedies from mom and cousins and and things I grew up loving. And I teach it to you as a basic, I mean, like Thanksgiving turkey. I'd start off by telling you to reach into the butt and pull all the stuff out. <laughs> Very common sense kinds of things before you get started to cook this turkey. Mm -hmm. And I just take you step-by-step through a lot of different things. So Mm -hmm. it's a fun book and a mini memoir. What is it? What kind of home remedies does it have? What kind of which? Home remedies does it have? Oh, it has um, for an upset stomach, basil tea. Mm. You just take the dried basil and make a poultice out of it, wrap it in a little piece of cheesecloth and steep it like you would tea and put a little honey in it and it'll settle stomach, even a baby's stomach when they have a little bit of uh, indigestion and things like morning hangover stuff. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I need that recipe right away. (laughs) Did your kids grow up with you using these different, like they were the examples that you could use these on? Oh, they still do. And now they're passing it on to their children. They part. <laughs> How many grandchildren do you have? I have three. I have a 20-year-old, a 17-year-old, and a 15-year-old. Oh. And are you oh. close by to them? They're in LA and Texas. Okay. I'm in Virginia. So lots of traveling. <laughs> yes. Yes. But I can't catch them. They're always traveling as well. Uh, yeah you got to make the most of the time right so you are gifted at so many things after hearing that bio I'm like what doesn't she do how do you find balance or time for self-care I start with self-care I get up in the morning and I go to bed at night with self-care and I spend the day paying attention to what's going into my body and how uh the world is affecting my body and I take good care of myself and my husband. And that's just a basic and self mental care is a lot of peaceful meditation and getting up in the morning with a purpose and Mm -hmm. ending the day, planning another day. 
I love um, that. Yeah. So do you journal? No, at times I journal when I'm really stuck or I'm having a crisis <laughs> of communication with somebody, I will journal. Um, but I don't think I've ever gone back and read what I've written in my journals. Mm. <laughs> I think I just get it out. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's the point. Yeah. Right. You got to get right. that out. Yeah. I've, I've been noticing, I'm, I have a new routine where I journal right when I wake up and I journal right before I go to bed. Mm. And I've just noticed shifts. Like I just noticed I'm calmer I'm more excited and inspired. Like it's really making a difference, but I was, I went for years without really journaling at all. So this is a new thing for me. So Uh, yeah, I did it years ago and I do it less now than ever. I've, I've gotten to the point where I just say what I feel. (laughs) I've gotten to the point, you know, you get to a certain age and you just (laughs) say the truth. Right. And you, and so if someone's listening, then that's all that matters. (laughs) Yeah. If not, okay. You can listen to yourself. Yeah. That's yeah. important. Yeah. Yep. Yes. So where can we find you? Where where can the audience find you if they want to look up the cookbook? Oh, you can find everything that I'm doing on Daphne Maxwell You see that name on the screen there? Daphne Maxwell Reed. It's just a simple dot com. Just spell it right and you'll get there. I make masks and I do note cards and I do books on photography and I do prints. Um, This one is something new that I'm attempting it. This one I had printed on canvas and I'm going to hand paint on top of this one. So I try new stuff every once in a while. Oh, you have many outlets. Are your, are your books in your, in your cookbook, are your photography from you? Everything uh, that I publish is photography from me. Wow. There are some pictures in the cookbook that my father took <clears throat> because I chose pictures of me growing up and stuff like that. But uh, everything else, all the covers, I do all the layout. I do all the mock-up. I send a file to the printer. And wow. I publish them myself. So do you sell your paintings? Yes, I do. Oh, and they're f- photographs. They're really not paintings. Oh, that's a photograph back there. I know it's okay. so vivid. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I only take pictures of doors. Oh, Ooh. what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm it's mysterious. I studied interior design and architecture at Northwestern and I am drawn to architectural features. Okay. So I found myself taking pictures of doors and windows. And eventually once I started publishing these books of doors, it dawned on me that doors are a metaphor for life. Yeah. And in sharing my doors with people, I try to encourage them to notice the details on their journeys, because that's where all the richness lies in getting from A to B. It's in the details of the journey. So start focusing on details and you can start with doors. Mine are all from international cities. I don't do anything domestic. 
Mm. <laughs> what kind of uh, equipment are you using to shoot? Are you using a, a, your cell phone or using a professional photography equipment? I have a Sony camera. I don't use lighting. I let God light it. Mm-hmm. I take one shot of each door mm-hmm. and that's it. Oh, I love your philosophy. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> Learning so much from you already. Uh-huh. Yes. Lots of wisdom. Thank you. Well, and I love the detail in life. And I, I find that I really work on like, if I'm going to go for a walk or if I'm traveling, then I try to, as much as I can say, you know, what am I noticing? I can see, what am I noticing? I can hear, what can I smell? What can I touch? And really gets you in that place of being present. And like you said, finding the gifts, finding the richness. I, I just feel that we have to train our mind to do that because otherwise everything ends up a blur. And at the end of the day, you go, what did I even do today? Right. And what's the point of traveling if you're not absorbing something new, some culture that you haven't been exposed to, some smell, some taste? It all makes your life very rich. Right, right. It's it's interesting because we, we got stuck in real bad traffic coming home from a trip recently. And the sunset was probably the best I've ever seen in my life. And I said, now I know why it took three extra hours. I got to see this. <laughs> yes. the sunset is still in my head. Like, I mean, yes. it was such a gift. And so there's always, we, we can always find the gifts if we look for the details. You can. Yep. 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 Wow. Learning so, a lot. <laughs> um, are you on social media? Can people write to I you know. or they can write to you through your website or... Both, all. I, I'm on Facebook, Daphne Reed. Uh, I'm on uh, Instagram at Ms. Daphne 13, and that's MS Daphne 13. And also Daphne M. Reed on Instagram, and also Daphne Cooks on Instagram. So I've got three Instagram pages, and I'm on LinkedIn and all those mm. wonderful little things that you guys have desi- devised <laughs> to keep <laughs> you busy. <laughs> That's a lot. Do you have someone managing that for you? Most people do. Yeah, you do it. You do? How do you manage to do that? With, with <laughs> You'll see, I don't do a whole lot of posts. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, I'm it's a naughty girl. Sometimes I do a lot. Sometimes I don't. So it's seasonal for me. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to we're going to wrap up this episode, but all of our audience stay tuned because we're going to go into next week part 2 with Daphne. So let us know how you enjoyed this. We'd love to hear your feedback. We often get feedback from Africa, India, Japan, let alone the U.S. So it's really, really exciting to hear so many perspectives from our show. So thank you all for listening and we'll see you in part two. For more information on Eden, go to EdenSuston.com. For more information on Kim, go to KimLifeCoach.com. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Talk Purpose and Truth Podcast. If you loved this episode, you'll love every episode. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Thank you for listening.